Hey, Chad. Hey, Denzel. How's it going? Oh, not too bad. It's 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 a tad warm right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's why I'm sitting here naked. Yep, it's uh, it's both very comfortable and very uncomfortable at the same time. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast uh, about ostensibly nerd shit. Yeah, yeah. Ostensibly yeah. about nerd shit, I should say. Yeah. Uh, this week, it came from Netflix <laughs> and some other stuff, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> I went to Anime California, I got some tales to tell. Oh, yeah, good. He's got, he's got stories for us. Uh, we're going to be moving a little bit quick throughout this episode. Mainly because I have something to do, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I had shit to do yesterday, so here we are. Here we are. All right, well, I guess to kick things off, I saw uh, all of Matt Groening's disenchantment. Oh, yeah, I've been morbidly curious about that one. I mean, there's nothing morbid about it. Uh, It's decent. I mean, it's not one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, it features uh, Eric Andre, some guy I've never heard of, and one of the two women from um, Broad City. And it also features like a lot of the voice cast that you would hear on fucking Futurama. Okay. So John DiMaggio's in it. Billy West is in it. I don't think Phil Lamar is in it, but I know Billy West and John DiMaggio are in it. Um, I, th- I believe the woman from Broad City is named Abby. And the guy who plays Elfo is just literally somebody I've never heard of. But I will say it's got an interesting story. The way that it wraps up at the end, spoiler alert, is that uh, it turns out that Elfo is really Satan the entire time. God damn it. And Abby or Liddy or whatever the fuck her name is in the show is devil man so they the elfo shows up he takes her back to this elf nightclub she gets possessed by devil man and it turns out that eric andre is playing god and he has to reset the earth for the 10th time or however many times it's been since i've done this perfect uh i'm not actually gonna spoil the story because it's still fucking brand new yeah it came out like what yesterday day before uh it came out on friday of last week good enough yeah, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's what you expect, I guess. It's got a similar animation style to Futurama. The fucking theme song isn't as catchy though, and I didn't catch a, an appearance from Bender in it yet. I have to, I have to look for that Easter egg because I'm pretty sure that's just going to be in there. <laughs> fucking Elfo is dressed just like Bart is, and he looks similar to Bart. Um, <laughs> I see. I can't remember the name of Eric Andre's demon thing guy, uh, but he's he's probably one of the highlights of the show. I can imagine. But the show follows a lot of the same tropes as other television shows. It's you know you've got the main character, you've got the bulletproof or the karma proof person, which is the demon, and you've got like the super naive nice person, which is. Elfo and they go on adventures. The story is somewhat serialized, but it's not necessarily 
featured in every episode or prominently featured i should say there are a plots and b plots sometimes c plots and i want to say that the c plot of some of the episodes is the through line story (laughs) connecting each of them sometimes it barely gets a mention sometimes it's hinted to but there is there is a story not to actually spoil it but it ends in a way that's like predictable unfortunately i mean it's it's not one of those shows which is engaging enough to not allow you time to guess sure because those you know, the, that sort of thing is like kind of few and far between right like yeah i binged most of these episodes while i was at work one day <laughs> and they're about 30 minutes a piece altogether i mean like i guess a little bit over 27 if you count the intro and outro sure but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed them. I I enjoyed the show. I'm gonna rewatch it for the third time uh, because I mean, to be completely fair, I was fucking watching it at work the first right. time, so I wasn't paying the closest of attention to it. Uh, but this this third time will be, as I said, the third time I'm watching it. There you go. I liked it the second time. It's it doesn't have because it's somewhat serialized. It doesn't have the rewatchability of something like Futurama or The Simpsons do, because yeah. of course, like they're one-off episodes, and there's no you can't kind of drop in the middle of one of the episodes in the series and be like, all right, this is cool, right, right. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's not one of the best shows I've ever seen, but it's definitely one of the best things on Netflix. Yeah. Well, it's because Simpsons ain't on Netflix. And now there's Futurama now. Yeah, I don't know why they took Futurama off. That really sucks. I'm sure licensing deals and stuff like that. See, now, I, I, I feel that Matt Groening started out really strong and has gotten consistently weaker. It's not as though I dislike Futurama. But nothing fucks with The Simpsons. I mean, nothing fucks with The Simpsons up to a point, right? Up to a point, yeah. I I think Simpsons was great up until about season 12, which is more lenient than a lot of people give it. A lot of people will say up to 8, and then after that, it lost its soul. For me, it's like right around once they started gearing up for the movie, that was when I really lost it. But I have seasons 2, 3, and 4 on my laptop, and it, when I'm just out and don't have internet and i have that with me i'll just pull up a random episode and that shit still slaps man did they do (laughs) hd remasters of the first several seasons before hd was a thing i don't know i do i don't have hd remasters i just have them on my (laughs) watching things not in 16 by 9 really upsets me for some reason like, it is weird. It is weird having the black bar. Yeah. It it really it really fucks with me because like I hate having to watch it. I don't know why. I've got all this real <laughs> estate on all of my monitors, but it's sequestered to this fucking square yeah, in the middle of the screen. And same with hearing like censored rap music. Oh, I, censored rap music makes me irrationally angry. Yeah. That's a, I'm I I get really upset about it too. Those oh. are the two things that like inexplicably make me super mad. Yeah. Okay. I I don't really care one way or the other about four by three on my widescreen. 
same thing with like ultra wide on a 16 by nine if it's like a 235 to one instead of a 16 by nine and then you have black bars on the top and bottom i don't really care about that but certain songs especially like if i if i fuck with these songs heavy and then I hear him censored. I'm like, why are you even playing the song? Just play something else. Put on fucking country music so I'll be less angry than this. Yeah. And YouTube music, which I will note has better sound quality than Spotify. Ooh. Sometimes will drop you into a playlist and then will alternate between censored and uncensored music. That's bullshit. Yeah. Keep it all one. Keep it all one. Right. If, so if I I'm, can avoid it. Right. If I'm, if I'm listening to censored music... I don't want to be dropped in to some uncensored music. And I expect the same sort of courtesy if I'm listening to uncensored music. Treat me like the adult that I am. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe I want to hear the true lyrics to boom, boom, boom. Let me hear say way oh, way oh. Maybe, maybe I want to hear those lyrics. Yeah, I want, to, I want you to realize how fucking dirty that song is. Yeah, jeez. The one that got me the most was uh, Anti Up by MOP. Uh, Where it's like censored every other word. Yeah. Because it's a, it, it's a lot of violence talk. It, like the song is about kidnapping people and robbing them. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's a little, it, it, it's a bit aggressive. And then like the song is just kind of hype in general, but it's a lot of fuck you. And uh, it doesn't really work too well when it's censored with whistling and bird tweets. Right? (laughs) It's every other phrase. Every other phrase in the song. Because it's literally just things that aren't safe for children. Yeah. No, nobody... (laughs) Nobody who doesn't understand what gang violence really entails should be listening to the song about gang violence. (laughs) Shout out to John Cena for jacking that. Yeah. He actually got sued, huh. but he, I think he just paid to keep it in. Yeah, probably. Because, probably. I mean, he was, he was big as fuck in the world. Yeah, really. So, And then that song also became a meme on top of his already immense popularity. Yeah. Shout out to John Cena. He seems like a really decent dude. Yeah, he seems like a much more interesting fellow than I would have originally guessed. Like, when I saw him on Jesus and Marrow and he was, like, legitimately funny and it wasn't just, like, rehearsed stuff, I'm like, hey. Yeah, that was a surprise <laughs> to me. That was... Not to say that, like, I thought that... I thought that he wouldn't be. It's I just thought, you know, he would be, like, a normal celebrity, right? Like, right. Like, you go on and you say things. I mean, I've watched enough interviews to basically say that you know you can't really guess how someone's gonna be you know yeah you can guess that erica badu is gonna be as weird as she is but you can also i didn't think uh fucking who was it i think it was vic mensa like was ready to shoot his shot (laughs) 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 he was ready to go off like his music isn't really that aggressive i wouldn't expect that out of him no no so yeah you never know yeah he was super aggressive uh, we have some updates as far as like thirsty music goes. Oh yeah, I saw that fucking master list. <laughs> yeah, Samurai Jack the Face Ripper came through with a fat fucking list. Now I didn't get a chance to listen to all of these, but I'll. So my first critique here 
is that every breath you take by the police isn't so much thirsty as it is just a song about stalking somebody. Definitely. Same with like, I wear my sunglasses at night. Yeah. That song's about stalking somebody. And Pina Coladas is about cheating on your spouse. Yes. So. Um, uh, what's it? The guy's name that made that uh, Pina Coladas. I always forget the artist's name, but he has a bunch of music about cheating on people. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of fucking artist. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. And so here are, I'll just put the list, the link to the list in the show notes so you can check it out. But he's got a ton on here. So Toadie's Jigsaw Girl, listen to that, fucking thirsty. (laughs) Toadie's Possum Kingdom, fucking thirsty. Deftones, RX Queen, Prescription Queen, I assume. Didn't get a chance to listen to that. Because I, I'm seeing it now at the top of the list. Of course. Rather than <laughs> below everything else. Okay. Uh, let's see. Genuine Pony. Definitely. Bump and Grind by R. Kelly. I, yeah, I, I think that's more just about promoting fucking. Not so much that he's trying to fuck one specific person. Yeah. But it is still pretty thirsty. Yes, I agree. Uh, Fountains of Wayne, Stacy's Mom. Easy. The only song they, <laughs> they're known for. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Uh, player, baby, come back. Well, yeah. You could blame it all on me. Hall and Oates, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never really considered breakup songs as being thirsty, but I guess they really are. That's even, like, more pathetic than just, like, yo, baby, let me fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's let me fuck again. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Like, I don't know if that's thirsty. No, Like, it's definitely, like, pathetic. (laughs) And it's, like, upbeat, but super pathetic. (laughs) Yeah. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, that's mad thirsty. Yeah. I actually have, like, a small dissertation on that one. Basically about how that song is not a rape anthem. Because some people on Tumblr and Twitter and stuff... Of course they do. Well, yeah. But, you know, okay, so if... I, I guess since... We're going to get into it. I might as well get into it. The song is basically about this dude trying to coerce this woman to stay over and spend the night. What happens from there? Your imagination. But the lyrics are basically the girl being coy and saying like, no, I should go. You know, I, I don't know what the neighbors will think. And the guy's like, come on, it's snowing out there. You don't want to go home. And then, yeah. yeah, so like to some people, it sounds really predatory, but you, if you read the lyrics, it looks worse. If you listen to the song, there's no inflection of like fear or like actual resistance. Um, you have to consider that the song was made in like the fifties or something. So there was a lot of, uh, kind of puritanical ideals going on here where women really shouldn't be out here saying they want to fuck when they're not married yeah it was a different time yeah i mean like now i was about to say something profoundly stupid okay uh now it's kind of just things are taken a lot differently than they used to be yeah so it's this conversation like a conversation that i have between me and a girl that i know where it's like you don't want to go home 
it's fucking cold outside. It's fucking snowing. Yeah. Like that conversation is going to sound different if it's typed out and then sent to somebody and right. no context is given. Yeah. Right. It's, like it, it's, you can't, you can't look at things quite so literally. And then some of the stuff was like, you know, phrases and idioms that people were taking more literally like, Oh, what's in this drink? Like she's pretending to be more drunk here. Cause like that was the phrase was what's in this drink. It's not like he was slipping her boobs. Like some people tried to make it out to be. So yeah, she was being coy. She actually wanted to fuck, but she was playing hard to get. That's, that's that song. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's by Frank Lesser. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Mr. Big to be with you. I don't know that one. It's thirsty. Okay. Uh, Bootsy Collins, I'd rather be with you. Okay. Uh, Prince had a thirsty song, but the dude was smooth as fuck, so whatever. What, uh, Erotic fair. City? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's probably had several songs about trying to fuck. Yeah, that man was constantly trying to fuck, and I admire that. Yeah. Damn, he was about that action when he was young. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I Was Your Girlfriend by uh, Prince. Thirsty for Life by Prince. Uh, <laughs> Skilo's I Wish. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish yeah. I was a ball. I wish I had a girl who looked good so I could call her. I wish I had a rabbit. In a hat with a bat and a six foot impala. Yeah, I wish right. I was like six foot nine, so Leoshi she would know me, and Yoshi's really fine. <laughs> that's the, I don't know the girl's name, but that's about approximately yeah, yeah. how it goes. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but yeah, super thirsty. It's I mean, it's yeah. like sad thirsty too, because like I can't get this girl. That's, that's like an incel track right there. Yeah. Like height cells. Oh, <laughs> I man. wish I was a little bit taller. Oh man. Oh, I wish I wish I was a baller. Is yeah. that like a ball cell? No, that's that's talking about them Tyrones yeah. and all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. God damn. Yeah. People have been thirsty for since forever. Yeah. They have been. And I'm thirsty right now. It is a bit warm. I could use a drink. Yeah. Word. <laughs> word. All right. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Speaking of thirst. So I went to uh, Anime California. And Oh, I'm sorry. One last thing. Oh, okay. Uh, the song My Boo by Ghost Town DJs. Fucking thirsty. Ah. Probably one of the thirstiest songs ever made. Okay. At night, I think of you. Oh, yeah. I want to be your lady, baby. If your game is on, give me a call, boo. Oh, my God. If your loving is strong, I'll give it all to you. Boom. Ugh. All right. Anyway, Boom. Anime California. So I went to Anime California. My band played. That was great. Did a couple panels. I'll get to that in a second. But since we're talking about thirst... This is a small con. Didn't really know who, who to hang out with, who to call up for big parties. I didn't have most of my booze stash with me because it's largely been drained from Evo. And I didn't have space or the money to buy a bunch. So I'm like, I'll just find some from someone else. And uh, the only party that I heard word of was with this dude 
who we're going to call Junior. And Junior is he's a thirst lord. I knew this ahead of time. You know, when we when we were headed to the party, we're like, "Hey, we're headed to the fuckboy room. Just be prepared. There's a reason why we're calling this that." Like mental preparation here. Uh I I was not mentally prepared despite all of my warnings to everyone else cuz I haven't hung out with these guys in a little bit, especially not in their domain. And I forgot just how thirsty some dudes could get and how big a fuckboy certain people can be. Okay, so is this one of those parties that you or I used to get hit up about and there would be naked people in a lot of places? Or is this like the group of dudes who just constantly aren't wearing shirts? It's... (laughs) Somewhere in between both of those. Okay. When I say naked people, I'm I'm including women in that as well. There was one nude woman to like... There was at least 10 shirtless guys when I left. And it was only getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And <laughs> I brought a bunch of people with me. Some of whom were like new to conventions and stuff. And... Once shirts started coming off, they left like pretty much immediately. <laughs> I'm glad because it, it only the, got worse from there. Was it the Kirby's Dream Band guys? No, it was uh, Infinite Combo guys. But uh, oh, okay, oh yeah, oh. yeah. They're, so they're borderline normies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh god, you know, I was just there for free booze and just to have conversations with people. And like, there were some cool folks there, and I did get free drinks. So mission accomplished. But, holy shit, I started calling them out on it once, like, more dudes started taking their shirts off. Because the guy who invited me, Junior, I expected him to be shirtless. He's shirtless for most of the days at the convention. That's business as usual. And then one of... He's allergic to shirts like Randy and in, in, uh, <laughs> yeah. Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> it irritates my skin. <laughs> so, yeah, basically that. And then one of his friends was shirtless. Like, right off the bat. Okay, fine. But then more dudes started taking their shirts off. Then more dudes. And, of course, they're doing this as like, oh, it's shirtless o'clock. Everyone take your tops off. And it's only dudes that are participating. And it's like they're trying to get girls to do this, but they're clearly uncomfortable about it. That's Uh, what I'm like. Dog. Okay, guys, this is really fucking weird. It's really weird to me that you're all a bunch of straight dudes Taking your clothes off in order to impress girls who you're making uncomfortable. <laughs> We're just really comfortable with our sexuality, bro. God. Come on. Get with it. Take off your shirt, Chet. Come on. I, I, <laughs> we, we've grown past that. <laughs> yeah, dog. That's, that's some behavior for like being real fucking drunken in your real early 20s. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, if, if it was a comfortable environment, if everyone was participating, if there wasn't like a sense of pressure involved, fine. I haven't. I don't give a shit about get, taking my clothes off. But I'm not going to take my clothes off if it's for the express purpose of getting girls to take their clothes off who aren't doing it already because they're uncomfortable with the environment. You know, I think there was... A- Oh, my God. I want to say that Al or Mike from Virtual Pros had a similar story to this (laughs) uh, involving New Orleans. It was 
it was just as bad. <sighs> probably no. This is this is probably worse I, I because it's a room full of dudes, and you know, like that peer pressure thing doesn't work. No, that that that's like fucking made up. It's so there's ways to do it that it's not fucking weird. Like yeah. you have to establish this kind of ahead of time, like. It can't just be a random phenomenon of, oh, guys are taking their shirts off. I should take my shirt off, too. No, there has to be some sort of, like, reason. There And also, <laughs> there has to be more women than men there. Or at least close to a 50-50. Can't, can't be close to 50-50. I've seen... I've had it work where it was, you know... Four girls, six guys. Okay. You All know. Right. All right. All right. Like, that, that's more reasonable. Yeah. I'm thinking of like a, a room full of like 30 people. Oh, yeah. Then that gets. Yeah. yeah. The more people you have, the harder it gets. Yes. For yeah. this to not be super fucking weird. But yeah, um, I have no issue with nudity, but that was weird. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's because if you're if you're the average con goer and like you're some dude and you're out here taking off your shirt you're taking off your pants and like you're just kind of letting it breathe. You probably smell real funny and it's probably not good. It's probably not a good environment to be around. You're like one like stinky pile of meat. Yeah. Oh, I should also I should mention that the room was pretty fucking crowded. So there's multiple times where I'm like made arm contact against the dude's chest and that's just that's just incredible. And like for it's everyone. like it's the weird sweaty, like the, the yeah, sweaty like the where it's sticky, like sticky. Sweaty. Yeah. Ugh. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm full on sweating. I'm just sweating enough to be like really sticky when you touch me. Ugh. It's really fucking gross. It's unpleasant for everyone. Yeah, that's why you keep clothes on. Yeah. That's what clothes are for. Yeah. To absorb your sweat. <laughs> and so you don't get skin cancer. It's fucking foul. Yeah. It's so, not yeah. good. I don't like doing like being around dudes like that. It's really sketch. It's yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, I ain't about it. We're past that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can you can spot thirsty dudes from kind of far away now, and you. It, it, is it just me, or is thirst becoming more obvious and apparent? I'm not sure. I don't know if it's just us and people around us getting better at recognizing the signs through just experience or if it's people being thirsty are just worse at it i don't like i was thirsty when i was younger but i don't know if i was thirsty like that i don't know know. like i never attempted to like take any of my clothes off in front of women or like pull down my pants and be like, "Oh, here's my dick." Okay, I never did that. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely did remove clothes as an attempt to uh, get attention. But I was like eighteen, nineteen, like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, mm, no. For the no. record, never worked. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it just didn't. thought I would, uh, thought I would clarify just in case you're like, I don't know, I can see that working. I got a pretty nice body. Oh no, 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 no. it will not work. I, it'll and, unless you're full on bodybuilder status and the woman was already kind of thirsty. Like, Doug, but don't. It's 
there's better ways to do it. And like it's always it's always like those skinny fat people or those yeah. dudes who are never as cut as they think they are. Yeah. There was only that one dude. Like those the Pokemon. Yeah, the Pokemon. They like those dudes worked out. Yeah. And like it was still weird, but like okay, you work out. Yeah. Like I get it. But the groups of people that would be encouraged by them to take off their shirts as like a sign of mutual respect instead of like, I don't know, a handshake or something or a head nod. They would take <laughs> off their shirts, signal to the other guy like, yo, I'm just like you. Yeah, this is we're we're the same here. I don't have a shirt. You don't have a shirt. Life's good. Yeah. Nips out. We're bros. God. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, uh, recently I tried to like, I guess bring out my inner thirst mongrel Oh, and I was like, yo, like I'm going to follow so many of these cosplay girls on the internet. Oh, I'm going to f- fucking find a bunch of Instagram models to follow, follow. I'm going to find so many people. I just want to look at hot women for the next like six weeks Okay. That's all I want to do. I just want to. I want to look at some hot babes on my phone. Uh, first of all, bad idea. Yep. Uh, mainly because I use my phone a lot at work. Uh, yep. And it's not a good idea to have just a never-ending stream of hot women on your phone. Uh, and second, not as fun as I thought it would be. No. It's like kind of a soul-sucking experience because, like, not to say that these people are bad people or anything like that, but they're just normal people who like to like look a certain way and some of them some of them are still young and Mm. some of them being young uh is not a positive thing for them because they like to post dumb shit yes like uh like inspirational quotes or they have like weird hot takes that they feel like sharing with everybody and it's like dog like please like not to not to be like yo you're ruining this like experience of me objectifying you but like it's the same as everybody else right like i'm i don't follow people who fucking post inspirational quotes because that's weird it's (laughs) don't don't like people stop doing that after a certain age like that's like a young person saying well no i feel like there's a bell curve involved here where it's like well like an inverted bell where when you're when you're young, it's like, oh, I'm 14 and this is deep. And then you grow older and cynical. But then you get to like the pathetic, I have nothing to do with my life, 30-year-olds. And then we're right back to inspirational quotes. Oh, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. So I created a new Twitter account. Base, basically so like I wouldn't get caught up liking things. Mm-hmm. And... For fuck's sake, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I can't. Like, I do feel like it takes a certain personality type. Like, given that I'm dating Nikki, I of course know more cosplayers than the average person, and I follow the ones who I've met in person. And there's like two who I follow just because I like their work. But there's several of them where I just mute them. Cause it's like, yes. I, I'll follow you out of solidarity out of like support for what you do, but I am not going to be looking at this stuff in public. I am. I don't care about your content. I don't want to see most of your ass while I'm just scrolling through in public. Like, yeah, let's, let's not do that. Got to have a separate Twitter account just for ass feed. <laughs> now what's interesting is that 
when you have one person who follows like every cosplayer, there's several sort of categories that they could fall into. Cause some people, you know, they'll just comment on every picture and it's something nice. Like, Oh, you're looking great today. Glad to hear who follows oh, the stuff. thirsty dudes, the thirsty dudes. But then there's the really thirsty dude, like the bad thirsty dudes where in on every picture, it's like, Yo, nice ass peach emoji, peach emoji, water droplets. Yeah, yeah. And then they do that on every cosplayer. And let me tell you, if you're one of those people, for one, stop doing that. Two, a lot of cosplayers talk, a lot of models talk. They will talk about you and it will not be a positive. They will probably be laughing at you. Yeah, yeah. But then there is kind of category three, which is very, very few people but I've seen this a couple of times where they're sort of like they're part of the community without being a cosplayer. One guy that comes to mind is Mr. Steak. He's an artist who's he's pretty good. I feel like he's gotten worse because he's gotten more stylized, but he's just, he talks to a lot of cosplayers and new models and stuff and like will do drawings of them. And it is quite good. And he's beloved. But, you know, he's part of the community now, and that's his thing. Except I've seen people try to get to, like, his level of popularity within the community. Don't work when all you're doing is commenting, nice ass peach emoji. Yeah, I tried to live in the zone where you just observe from afar and don't say shit. And that's fine, too. And, like, yeah, it's fine, but, like, I can't exist on any plane. I can't <laughs> I can't have that because, like, God, this makes me sound like such a piece of shit. But, like, I hate seeing <laughs> consistently encouraging material on my stream, <laughs> on my feed. <laughs> Stop being so positive. <laughs> like that's it makes me sound like such a fucking hater, but it's like it's not because like I hate people like being encouraging towards one another because that's not a problem. Like the problem is like I it, I get indescribably annoyed when I see it because it's like it's false praise, right? Okay, it's it's yeah. not it's not something that the person is sending because they mean it. They're sending it to make you feel better. But like it's at the same time it's like does it really matter why they're sending it? I don't want to fucking see it. I agree with you and I'm going to I'm going to dive into this a little bit deeper. I really dislike it when I see this is usually women to women. Someone who's you know, objectively not that attractive and has terrible makeup on and a weak ass outfit and a bad haircut. And they post a selfie and then they'll get 40 comments of like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. No, you don't have to look beautiful. If you have a good personality, you've got a great personality and people will still want to be your friend and you still have something to be proud of. If you have a good job, you have something to be proud of. You, you know, if you have your personal accomplishments, you're Self-worth shouldn't be tied to your looks. And some people don't look as good as others. You don't have to. It it just don't tell someone that everyone is beautiful on the outside. I'm sure there's something for everybody. You know, some people are chubby chasers. Some people like really skinny women. Some people like hairy men. Some people like short men. 
there's someone for everyone. According to Twitter, nobody likes short men. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> manlets. <laughs> but like you, you're allowed to. You're allowed to say like, hey, that haircut really doesn't suit your face. <laughs> I mean, like, I know it may be a little mean, but constructive criticism can be very helpful. <laughs> the problem with Twitter and a lot of those platforms is like any form of constructive criticism because the internet doesn't carry tone yeah. uh, is seen as tearing somebody down. I, yes. And it really annoys me because I'm huge on constructive criticism going through art school, being in a very subjective field of, of profession. Like you have to be able to, to remove yourself from whatever is being criticized and sit, look at it and say, Hey, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe yellow isn't my color. Yeah. Maybe straight bangs look terrible on everyone and no one should have that haircut. (laughs) Everybody should adopt Scarlett Johansson's crooked bangs. Oh, God. (laughs) The worst one is Deanne's word. Oh, yeah. I've seen people ape her uh, hairstyle and I'm just like, I don't even want to talk to you. What's her name? It it sounds like Bon Anniversaire. I don't care. But. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, despite sounding like a fucking hater, I just, I don't like just the general term, the positivity in my feed. Well, I don't like it. I don't, I don't need to see it. It's, it seems so, it it almost seems more cruel than not saying anything at all. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Where if you're complimenting everyone on everything. No one knows how much of that is real. And you could be misleading someone like I'm going to call out my brother real quick. If he decided for whatever reason, one day he was trying to look real nice and he, he combed his hair like fucking alfalfa from the little rascals. <laughs> There's photos of this. It doesn't look good. Everybody I talked to said it didn't look good. But one of these people that I asked, how did you let him out of the house like this? One of these people was like, yeah, I, he thought he looked good. And then I asked him about it. I like, I, it's my brother. I'm going to confront him about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, you're the only person that said this doesn't look good. I'm like, dad, no one else had the balls to tell you to your face. <laughs> that is just wrong of everybody else. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the same thing as, like, if somebody's got fucking food in their teeth. Yeah. Right? You fucking tell them. If, if something's fucking around, if something doesn't look good, if something's, like, weird or a little bit off, something doesn't smell right, you say, look, bro. This is what, this is what needs to be done. Here's what's going on. Yeah. You, and, there are, there are many ways to do it. There are different levels of tact that you can take. Yeah. But the message needs to get across like, yo, this ain't right. And you should do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, alpha, uh, the alfalfa look, maybe in about 10 years it'll come back around. But for now, this ain't it. Yeah. It's not working for you, bro. Uh, if, like, for instance, for me, that's I prefer don't ever, ever, ever ever tell me i look good <laughs> unless if i really look good right like i that's the praise that i want i don't yeah. want i don't want you fake fans yeah i don't want you people saying oh you look good to, no <laughs> i want you to stop in your tracks and be like god damn yeah you want it to like really a be a fucking dick i i got i have one friend who has never complimented me on shit ever 
And then one day she's like, you know, you do look good in a suit. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's what counts. It's not like you, fucking the people on the internet or your parents where you need to like constantly be. Oh, fuck. Oh, it just dropped into my brain. A lot of I just realized uh, yeah. a lot of cosplayers are the type of people who need to be constantly reaffirmed by strangers no, in order to derive some form yeah, of self worth, and that mm, sucks. That does suck. So if any of you uh, need some reaffirmation in your life, give me a call. Four one three Savage One. <laughs> do not do not come to us for empty praise. Holy no, shit! No, you're not gonna get it. You're not. I mean, like. This is this is something that's also gotten me into a lot of trouble in the past. Like, yeah. I do I look fat in this or do like I won't be like, yeah, you look fat. I'll say maybe it's not the most complimentary outfit that you right. have. I mean, there are ways there are ways to approach those questions with tact. Yeah, but it's it, some people aren't going to give you the empty praise that you so crave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I will almost. I will almost never lie to someone when they ask, does this look good? I will tell them straight out, yes, no, you know, whatever. But I have a reputation for doing that. So people accept what I say. If I say it looks good, I really think that if I say it doesn't look good, you can disagree. You can still go with it. It's your life. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, I don't think it looks good. People just don't ask me for shit. There you go. And that's how it needs to be. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, real hating hours over. <laughs> God damn. No, it's real real talk hours. Real talk. Yeah. I mean, but like, yeah, a lot of them are real cute. A lot of those cosplayers, real good looking women. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So moving on, another thing that happened at Anime California was the we had our other panel that we do often, the dub show, which is you just dub over anime and you do it in random ass teams and it's improv comedy. It's supposed to be funny. It may or may not be. It's audience participation. It's different every time. So, Anime California was a very small convention, and we didn't really advertise the dub show too heavily. And there's other shit, but I'm not going to drag the con too much. Is it down here? No, this was in Burbank. Oh, okay. So, oh, is it over by the Bob Hope Airport? Yeah, uh, across the street. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Over by where the fries is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, across the train tracks. Yes, across one street, then train tracks, and then street. I used to live right down the street from there. Oh no shit. Yeah, uh, right, literally next to the parking garage at uh, at the airport is where my old office building was. Huh. Yeah, and then. I'm sure Anime California was at that hotel that was behind there, right? It was at the uh, Marriott. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we did the dub show, and given that this was a pretty small con, we didn't have a whole lot of attendees. Now, the number of people we have really dictates how the panel goes, because we usually do six teams of three, which means if we don't have at least 18 attendants who want to go up, things can get a little bit hairy. Now, we've had times where we've done this for 400 people. We've had times where we've done this for six. It varies. So this one, I think we had about a total of 20 unique per, unique people coming in and out, but not everyone wanted to come up at any point. 
So we're on our, our fourth dub, and already we've like used a couple of people twice. I've been I was there filling in for you know empty slots and you know whatever. Now another thing that we do as part of this is that we give the the teams a theme in order to you know kind of direct direct their their jokes with their clips. So it's like oh. Uh, you're trying to convert someone to your religion, and then you know the the scene can be interpreted with something like that, where it's you know two people arguing over one guy, and you know, okay, sure. Well, this was a first for us in that uh, my brother announced the theme first before we picked the teams, just so people would you know have more of an idea of what they were getting into. It got more audience participation. Well, the theme for this one, this was our fourth dub. It was, uh, you're trying to impress your waifu. And as soon as he said waifu, this dude in the back who had been quiet the whole fucking time just shoots up and he's like, waifus, waifus, oh my God. Ah! And he runs up to the front. Like we didn't call on him, but he just runs up to the front, grabs one of the mics and is just screaming and just jumping up and down. Just like, waifus, waifus. And we're like, okay, dude, you got it. You're, you're up. And, um, so like the first half of the dub was just him screaming. Oh my God. Waifus. And it was amazing. This was the greatest thing I had ever seen. Oh boy. I, no one knew what to do. But all I did was egg him on because that was the only thing to do. I said, hey, hey, that girl looks kind of pretty, doesn't she? She looked better than your waifu. And he's like, no. And yeah, he eventually like fell onto the floor while screaming and uh, got back up, ready to go. And uh, it was it was kind of amazing. Uh, So if anybody thinks they love their waifus, uh, take a seat. Because you need to have that level of dedication. Yep. Hey, I didn't know what to do about that. Um, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. We have it on video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please post that to YouTube. I, I might do just that. <laughs> uh, let's get into uh, questions from the subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Juice Campbell asks, best bottom shelf liquors and beers? Oh, boy. Uh, Best bottom shelf? I guess, like, Bacardi is bottom shelf, right? Yeah, yeah. Bacardi is fucking pretty sick, dog. I'm cool with Bacardi, but I like rum enough that I feel like... I feel like I have to at least do Captain Morgan. Mount Gay. Oh, Mount Gay is great. (laughs) Yeah, that shit's dope. Yeah. Uh... Bud Light with lime. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. That's like fucking heater right there. Jose Cuervo is really cheap for tequila, and I dare say better than quite a few of the more expensive ones. Yeah, better than no Don Julio. Some other shit, dog. Don Julio is cool, but there's yeah. like Humidor, which is just like Ugh. harsh. Yeah, it's just, just every step like of the way. Drinking fucking pepper. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> There's I don't drink vodka all that much, but bottom shelf vodka. Uh, New Amsterdam started doing vodka, and that's okay. that's not bad. That's usually like twenty bucks for a uh, one point seven five. So okay, yeah. okay. If you want to get even cheaper, there's Vitali. 
mm-hmm. which just tastes like nothing. Okay, which that sounds good. Is actually great for like just putting it into like punches or whatever. Like it still has the strength, but it doesn't have any sort of bite or any real taste to it. That's perfect. Yeah. So like, if you're a vodka fan, you'll hate it. But I'm not a fan of vodka. I'm using it for alcohol purposes. <laughs> Kirkland's signature vodka is actually pretty lit. Yeah. There's uh oh, what was it? Kirkland signature beer, Kirkland Light. Oh yeah, Kirkland Light. That shit will give me like a really bad hangover though. <laughs> yeah, that's the trick with with really cheap booze. Is I don't know what the difference is in like distillation, but cheap cheap liquor will give me the worst hangovers. I know. I remember when Pinnacle like was popping. They had like, oh, they had like yeah. their 40 All fucking the, flavors of vodka. Yeah. Oh, I got the worst headaches off that. I, I think partially due to sugar content. Yeah. I mean, you're fucking drinking cake batter vodka oh, and fucking so Swedish fish vodka, <laughs> yeah. and Starburst vodka and shit. Oh, God. Three Olives had Fruit Loops vodka. Okay. It tasted <laughs> straight up like Fruit Loops. There was one fanny where I was just taking that to the neck. Yeah, I mean, one thing that really helped solve, like, flavoring in a lot of instances was vaping. Yeah. Because what they do is they just buy candy flavorings and then mix it with nicotine, nicotine, uh, propylene glycol and nicotine. Yeah. And that's how you get vape juice. There you go. And then sometimes you just mix up a bunch of fucking flavors and it tastes really good or tastes really bad. Um, One or the other. Yeah. The worst vodka I've ever had was wild tea vodka made by Absolute. Is that like a sweet tea vodka thing? No, it was just, it's, the taste is like indescribable. It didn't, it tasted kind of like tea, but like tea mixed with like bubble gum and like mint, but like not mint bubble gum. Like the flavors were like (laughs) sitting on top of each other. Oh, that sounds horrible. It was it was disgusting. It okay. was the worst. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I have hated Popov since day one, so that's what I generally avoid. Um, you know, I, I also have to give love to a Mad Dog Twenty Twenty from my yes. hood bitches. The fucking lime habanero one is actually really dope. I have not had that one. You cut it with like a, like a soda water or a Sprite or something. Or Lime LaCroix. You know, I've never even considered actually mixing Mad Dog. I've always just taken it straight. Oh, you always mix it. I've never mixed it. Oh, jeez. And the reason why I found out, like, it's good for mixing is because the Lime Habanero one is the same color as a Powerade. So ah. you dump out all the Powerade, you pour that one in the bottle, and then you cut it with something so you're not giving yourself alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? I don't need to try that because I like I like the taste of a few of them, but it's they're hard to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. And that's another one that's like guaranteed headache. Yeah, same with that. That and Boone's Farm. Oh yeah, Boone's Farm. That's the classic. Yeah. Yeah. Schmood says, "Hey, yo, Chet, slick accent last episode. Thanks." I should try and force more accents into more of these things. I enjoy doing them. For some reason, on recording, I don't. Fair enough. 
IO Netrunner has some uh, has some criticism for our for our sponsors, and because we're not cowards, I'm just gonna paraphrase it because it's kind of long. But basically, that uh, enamel pins are usually ten dollars, but Anime Trash Swag sells acrylic pins for ten dollars, and they were lower quality. So he was unhappy with their pin quality. Oh, he bought some. Uh, it sounded like he had had purchased some in the past. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, sorry to hear that you were unhappy with their products. I don't collect bins. I have no dog in this fight. Oh, fair enough. I mean, criticism's criticism. Yep. Good shit. Yep. Arrowhammer says, yeah, I'm missing some digits and wrote into TDS for advice. Check out episode 110 around an hour 1830. I'm curious what you think of my predicament, as well as your take on what Dick and Sean had to say about it. On another note, I just finished Death Note, and I'm going to give Psychopaths a shot. Psychopaths a shot. Do you have any recommendations based on that? I tend to like shows or movies that keep the viewer thinking, guessing what will happen next, and has minimal fan service, if at all possible. Uh, Kaiji is really good for yep. like psychological thriller. Uh, I guess Dead Man Wonderland. Yep. To some degree. A bit of that. Uh, serial Experiments Lane. Yeah, you can... There's like psychological category that kind of does Yeah, but like he's, he's looking for good ones. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we could say like, just go look up the genre. <laughs> but like then he'd just hate anime for the rest of his life. Yeah, because he's going to end up with like sexy vampires and shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but as far as your predicament goes, like to summarize, I guess he called in, uh, and he's missing a few fingers and he's also got a club foot on his, both on his right side. Mm -hmm. And it's, he wants to get out and start dating again, but it's, um, it's difficult for him because it's, it always somehow becomes like the focus of what's going on Sure, and dating is hard in general. Uh, so I guess ultimately the the advice that I have for you is like if you're doing it online, make sure that that information is up front for you. Yeah, because it's going to it's literally going to be a self-selecting audience like either they care about it or they don't. And that'll help you a lot. And you should probably get on like a more serious site. If you're yeah. looking for a, a girlfriend, maybe a match.com or an eHarmony or something. Uh, where people, I don't, I've never used either of those, but they're pay sites, mm -hmm. and that's probably why. Yeah, uh, I, I would say you definitely want to deal with a more, a more mature crowd, one that's less shallow. So something like a Tinder probably won't work out as well, and you're also probably better off meeting people first and then trying to date afterward because you know i'm sure you're a cool guy if you're listening to this show yeah buddy <laughs> but yeah it's hard it when you have a, a anything that makes you different <laughs> yeah <laughs> it it's harder just to get your foot in the door yeah Best of luck to you. I don't remember what they said, to be honest with you. Uh, if I had to guess from what I remember, it was like, I don't know. 
I I heard I I don't know a few times. I guess I don't. I I honestly don't recall. I listened to it like yesterday. (laughs) Well, so much for a memory, right? Right. Yeah, it's on the I don't know front. Given that we can't really. No, we have no experience with this. Yeah. Like the closest thing we've got is like, oh, we're colored. But yeah, people have seen black people before. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. Just I mean. Keep at it. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way it's going to work for you. Um, Just, yeah. Try a more serious site. Right. You're probably more likely to find something that's more uh, long term rather than just short term flings. Yeah. You know, something that's a little bit less shallow in general. Portuguese Charlie asks, have you ever tried explaining to weeb folk how much you don't watch anime or that it sucks? I've often found myself in situations where I talk about something that happened in one of the very few anime shows that I watch and is often followed by other person talking about another anime or character to which I might, re- to which I might reply. I don't really watch anime. They then proceed to name drop the usual shows, but then I tell them that anime sucks, especially if it revolves around magical girls or 2,000-year-old dragons, spirits, ghosts, monsters, etc. that take the form of 12-year-old girls. Very uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah. 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 I I don't know. I don't. I. One thing that I've learned recently is like I don't try to convince people of things like to change their mind about anything. Yeah. Seems like a bad idea. It's difficult. So when they say something like, oh, well, I really love this anime, I just n- nod and smile. So I, I, I had a run in recently. I was at a party and I was talking with a friend about how much we disliked Darling and the Franks. She watched the whole show. I only watched the first two and last two episodes. And while we're talking about it, someone on the other side of the room hears us talking about Darling and the Franks. And she's like, Darling of the Franks? Oh, my God. Best anime of the year. And my immediate response was, is that a serious opinion? And she didn't take that as me, like, trashing on the show. So when she was, like, going off, like, oh, my God, yeah, I loved it so much. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to stop you. We hated it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I was I was a tad drunk, so it was a bit more blunt than I kind of should have been. But whatever, the point was made. Then we talked about other shows, and it was fine. But she just generally had bad taste, and you know that happens. Much like most anime fans. Oh yeah. So this happened to Nikki a while back, but she was talking about how much she hated the. She's got awful taste too. Oh, I I, oof, I do not like most of the stuff that she watches, but. I also don't like most anime. Hey. Yeah, what she do was, you know? Yeah, she was talking about how much she hated Seven Deadly Sins. The one with Melodious and whoever else. Uh, and this dude just got at her. Like, how can you say you're an otaku if you don't like the Seven Deadly Sins? She's like, I don't like it. The characters are bad, and the main dude is a womanizer, and the story is all over the place. She watched, like, the first six episodes or something. And he's like, you don't know what anime is, and all this shit. Now, I'm just going to say, Seven Deadly Sins was an objectively bad show. It's just bad. And you're allowed to like things that are objectively bad. I enjoyed Bleach up to a point when it was, I, I had acknowledged it was bad. 
but I still enjoyed it. But if you can't accept that something like The Seven Deadly Sins is just terrible writing through and through, maybe you got shit taste. But it's really hard to convince people about that because a lot of these people were already outcasts. They already feel attacked for liking what they do. So if they think you're a friend or that they have an ally in you, another otaku, and then you say, sorry, anime sucks. Now it's a betrayal. Well, it does. Well, yeah. But, you know, we've been saying that for more than a year now. And uh, you should know our stance on this and you should recognize anime sucks. It does. But it's okay if you like it. Yeah, yeah. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, What do you guys think about those bird scooters? I'm not sure if you have them out in SD or not, but they seem like they're definitely a more West Coast thing. I saw a news report saying lots of places are banning them. I've also seen people chucking them off bridges and burning them as well. I doubt they last a day in a city like Philly. That damn traveling robot didn't even make it out of town. Yeah, I mean, some people are real shitty about things, but yeah, I've used them multiple times. They're fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's cheaper than an Uber or a Lyft, and if you're in an area such as North Park in San Diego, which is not going to mean anything to a lot of you, <laughs> if you're if you're like in an area that's like three square miles and you get on one of those things... That shit's so dope. You can go from bar to bar to bar, and then the other people are riding them as well. Yeah. But fucking 12 lately has been giving people tickets. Really? Yeah, well, for not for wearing work. helmets. Yep. Yeah. You have to wear a helmet, apparently. That's, and you're that's... not allowed to ride on the sidewalk in some areas. Or it's some shit. It's, it's really shitty. Yeah, that's stupid. I know parts of San Diego obviously we have these we also have there's a bike thing that's very similar that we have as well but it's a little less prevalent but there's certain areas in san diego like little italy which is near the airport they are pissed especially about the bikes because people who are getting these you know they're not dedicated cyclists so they don't really know how to ride bikes uh safely on the road they're doing this without helmets and then there aren't that many bike racks around because we're not used to having these many bicyclists. <laughs> so people are just kind of leaving them wherever. And it's fucking with parking. It's fucking with traffic. It's fucking with pedestrians. So small kind of condensed areas like that are getting really mad about them. But overall, I think they're kind of a good thing. We're just not really set up for it yet. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I do agree that it, it only really works in these West Coast cities because, yeah, yeah, that's not going to last in Detroit. That's not going to last in New York. It's year-round decent weather, right? Rella Rella asks, "Have you ever heard of something akin to women don't have real interests; they only do what their boyfriend does or whatever gets men interested in them?" Why the fuck is this thinking so prevalent on the internet? Have you talked to individuals who generally believe this? So I'll be 100% with you, 100. Uh, this happened a lot when I was in high school and coming out of high school. Uh, it would go either way, though. Yeah. So the best example I have of this 
was a friend of mine dated this girl for like, I don't know, six, seven months, maybe even up to a year. And slowly everything he was interested in, she became interested in. And then eventually when she like basically was a clone of him, (laughs) she like broke up with him and then started looking for other dudes. It was really weird because it would make such similar posts on social media. Like after they had broken up, like they were way into the same shit. It was really fucking weird because prior to them dating, she was basically the average kid. Right. I mean, like not really into too much has things that they like, you know, like I don't, I, I don't mind country music. I just don't like it. Like, <laughs> shit like that. Like, she didn't mind hip-hop before she started dating this dude. And then suddenly became, like, a fucking aficionado Yep. by the time they finished dating. It was really fucking crazy. It was really crazy. Because, and I explained that, and it doesn't, it may not sound as, like, impactful as it is. But literally, it's just like, um, she was like, ditto. She literally like copied his swagger, like top to bottom. It was back when we were still all like low key hype beasts. Yep. And she started rocking like all kinds of LRG. She got the fucking classic shell toed Adidas. She started rocking like Nikes and shit. Like prior to this, she wasn't doing any of that. Like none of it. But yeah, that this it's happened a few times, but mainly like coming out of high school, right? Like where people aren't necessarily wholly sure of who they are, yeah, and they're kind of they trying really to figure found it their out. Identity yet? Yeah, and they're attracted to people with strong personalities, and they kind of make them their own. Yeah, but as far as like adults go, like nah, dog, like it it's possible that it happens i'm pretty sure it does anyway like because there are people out there who have no interest right they kind of just sit around and like watch tv go to work come home watch tv and like there are people who exist like that and there are plenty of attractive women that i've met that are like that and i'm sure they've gone out and gotten like with some dude and like thought he was really interesting so they became interested in the same shit he was interested in and eventually made that part of their personality and then like they were too similar like i we actually have a term for this it's uh boyfriend chameleons or girlfriend chameleons if it's a dude oh and uh yeah like there are people who do this i it is definitely not a male female thing i've met dudes who do this i've met girls who do this I don't understand it. You know, of course, when you're with someone for a while, you're going to influence the other person. But yeah, people who just abandon their identity, it's wild to me. But I I never heard that that's like every woman or that this is a common thing for women to do. I think that's really stupid. Yeah. And whoever's out here projecting that is probably not very experienced with women or men at that because i've definitely seen guys who they're not about anything and then suddenly they're with their gamer girlfriend and now they're huge gamer dudes or and dudes do this too with between dudes like you meet a bunch of people on the fucking internet and then suddenly you're you like anime or whatever yeah you listen to a podcast and then suddenly you actually watch anime yeah you get real bad acne (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i leaving it to whatever extreme that i presumably 
this example is based off of. Like, no, nobody's like straight up ripping off each other's stees like 100% yeah. unlike all the time. Yeah. Like, for kids, for younger people, like what happened with my friend and his ex-girlfriend, like that... I can explain because we're kids you, in high you're school. You're more you're more uh, impressionable when you're younger. Yeah. You have fewer biases. You have fewer things that you already know that you're into. Whatever. And yeah, but you raise a good point. It doesn't have to be a relationship thing. You can just meet one person who just introduces you to a bunch of stuff, and suddenly you're a clone of that other person. Yeah. If you find things that interest you like it's not a bad thing to be interested in them you right know what i mean well sometimes it is because you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know what yeah okay yeah well, find find interests that don't include like weird nazi stuff yeah lost one of my good friends to the alt-right <laughs> already no that was a what that was like oh. he was one of the people that was ready to go on that trump train and i'm like oh, oh. You, you really have not been about shit your whole life huh yeah and the answer is no, no, he has not. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for questions this week. Thank you for submitting. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Uh, we've got a voicemail, actually. Ooh. Yo, boys. Uh, this is Magetto. I'm actually calling because Chet was talking all kinds of nonsense about Smash Brothers during his explanation of the friendlies versus money matches debate that was on Twitter. Uh, first off, that tweet... Started, the tweet that started that entire conversation was from a Smash 4 player who was specifically calling out how dumb it is to worship top players and let them take your setup if they want to play money matches. And the only melee, melee player who came out against it and tried to say that uh, pot fillers should just give up their setups and for top players was Hungrybox, who was probably the most universally disliked guy in the whole scene for his you know, stuck-up attitude, years of intentionally playing as lame as possible, and uh, just generally being unlikable. Uh, I know it's like a FGC meme or whatever to shit on Smash, but 90% of the reactions that I saw on Twitter pretty much matched what Chet had to say about the situation. Um, it's common to try to money match for a setup, but you don't have to accept, and it's curious to let somebody in on the rotation if they need to stay warm for an upcoming bracket match, but that's also not required. Uh, the general vibe is just, you know, don't be a dick. We're all here to play the same game. Um, the whole thing about the melee scene worshiping our top players, I definitely think it's just more FGC meme nonsense, too, to be honest. Uh, they've definitely gained a lot of respect for being able to stay on top of the metagame for so long, but that's really just because they've managed to do it over years, while everyone else in the top 100 is still rapidly improving, changing their playstyles or characters and gunning for their heads. Um, I play melee and Smash 64 competitively, and I'm you know, just barely acquainted with the traditional FGC scenes. But from what I can tell, our guys aren't really worshipped any more than someone like Daigo or uh, Tokido or Punk. Um, some of our guys have big fan scenes, for sure, but in general, it's hype as hell to see someone beat them in a set and pull off the upset. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's absolutely not standard practice for melee tournaments to have top player-only rooms and setups. One tournament tried that, like, three years ago, and everybody hated it. And I've literally never seen it done again. When you go to a Smash tournament, all the top players are just wandering around and playing on setups in the main room just like anyone else. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Sorry for getting heated. I uh, love the show, guys. Can't wait to waste my money on one of your goofy little episode 100 cassettes. Peace. Hell yeah. yeah. This guy's about it. Thanks, yeah. Jetto, for the call. Appreciate the correction. Uh, 
And for those of you curious about the episode 100 cassette, bitch, it's coming. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the information. I, as I'm sure you've gathered, do not pay attention to competitive smash, especially not melee. And, uh, yeah, no, most of, <laughs> most of my information on it is through urban legends. Uh, the couple of competitive smash players that I know, who only talk about the hilarious and bad parts of it and you know fgc twitter so yeah thanks for the corrections that's actually i'm glad to hear that i was wrong about that anyway so yeah all right cool uh thanks everybody for listening to this week's edition of real nerd hours i've been denzel i've been chet you can follow me on twitter at that denzel you can follow chat on twitter at bushido brown sd you can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can join us on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash RealNerdHours. And you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast and groups slash Podcast. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash RealNerdHours. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night. Bye.